Good morning. I just, I've been sitting over there, I've been smiling the whole time, because I'm just, I mean, delighted is not the best word, but I'm just thrilled at what God is doing (laughs) with this church. Oh my God, man. (laughs) I don't know if you really know how good it is. You know, you may think, oh yeah, that's, you know, because you you get to partake of it week upon week. But I haven't been here since you guys were at the school. And I am, God is faithful. He that promised is faithful. He is faithful, man. So this morning I got up about 4.30 and I was going to look over my notes and, um, what I was going to teach because I'm more of a teacher than a preacher and um and I couldn't find them imagine that (laughs) and uh and I start freaking out (laughs) because I am a planner and and uh, so I had to call down to Charlotte and get talked off because I was about to jump. <laughs> he talked me down. All oh, stays, don't worry about it. You know, maybe the Lord wants to, wants to give you a little more insight and just redevelop it again. I was like, what in the world? But I do, I do, I do believe I have something for you this morning. But I do want to say this because um, as I was worshiping with Courtney, first of all, thank the Lord for Pastor Dwayne and Lady Courtney. They, they were the first ones to invite me into this area years ago, down to Agape and youth ministry, and PD had never heard me speak before. I guess he had some kind of insight (laughs) as to, you know, I don't know, maybe if she prays, she ought to read the Bible too. <laughs> he invited me to speak for a youth, um, youth deal, and, and I've been coming back ever since, and I love this area, and more so, I love you because I really love them. And so I'm honored to share with you this morning. But as I was sitting there and Courtney was leading us in worship this morning, All I was impressed in my spirit was for you to remember these days, these days right here, where you have to cart that in and plug that up and put that there and click the button and remember these days, your foundation, because you have to be building on something good for it to last. You know what I'm saying? And right now you're in foundation mode, which is so good though. And the privilege that you get to be a part of the people that are laying, you're the people that's laying the bricks. How cool is that? Wow. So I pray that you always honor this point right here. But as Courtney was singing and leading us in worship, she was saying, I'm yours, I'm yours forever, you know. And I do think that ties in somewhat with what I'm going to talk about this morning. Believe it or not, it's a very familiar passage of scripture of which I have never taught from. I've heard it taught to me and all that, but 
I have never preached on uh, from this passage of scripture. Will you open your Bibles to Luke 11? Luke 11. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it's the parable of the prodigal son. And we're going to start Hold on. Thank you. Fifteen and eleven. Everybody there? And I'll read and then um and then we'll talk and teach a little bit this morning. Luke fifteen, eleven, and he said a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them say younger. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger, say younger, son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all there, all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Say, citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his, southern, his servants, bring forth the best robe, wow, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. Wow. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Uh, let me read just a little bit more of that. I'm not sure if I have all enough time to go into all of it, but if I do, I'm going to deal with the elder son too. Now his elder son, say elder son, was in the field and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked 
what these things meant. What are they doing in here? And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. Wow. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Sound like he pouting, huh? But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. What a beautiful display of just the love of God. Isn't that something? Man, I tell you. Let's look at, um, we're going to look at a few things. And I won't be before you long. The first thing here in the scripture where it says, And the younger of them said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that's supposed to come to me. Give me what belongs to me. I want mine, and I'm going to need to get that now. <laughs> and you know, when you're young, if you can remember the days of your youth, you really do think you know everything. You know what I'm saying? You're living in your parents' house, but you think you know a little bit more than them. The only problem is you don't have any money, you don't have a car, you ain't got no job, you really ain't got nowhere to live. All of your resources are tied to them. That's the only problem, but you got a little more insight than your parents. Just young, young in your thinking, even in the way that you process uh, life and situations. And what I've found is that if we're not careful, if we're not careful, our immature desires will cause us to ask for something before it's time. Because there was an order to this. So this was an inheritance and a right for the son. It was something that was rightfully his promised as an inheritance. It was going to come, but it was going to be at the time, ideally, when the father would pass, and then it would be passed down to the sons. So whenever we get in a hurry, and then we get frustrated, and we get anxious, and we just start doing stuff, it's because our inability to wait has shone a light on uh, perhaps our lack of trust in God. Do the, the son, maybe in his mind he's thinking, you know, what if daddy changes his mind and give all of it to the elder son? He had to trust that if the father said, when I die, you're going to get this amount, that when the father died, it would be released to him. But there is something to be said about our level of immaturity at times. Because you can be mature in one thing and immature in another. Say, for instance, for me, I've been living 38 years. I've had a whole lot of interaction with, with human life. Folks, I do relationship okay. 
but I'm about to get married. I ain't never done that relationship before. <laughs> so I do a relationship with y'all, all right. But Lord, I don't know what's about to happen in 30 days, 29 days. And even still, because I'm a novice, I'm immature in that area. I'm maturing. I will mature in that place. So both sons, same position. They were sons in the house. One, the younger, see how his approach to what was rightfully his? And so the same, the same in my own life I have to see. And this is, this is what I know for sure, that I'll marry this guy next month. And I will go in with some things that I think are uh, Stacyisms. Two years from now, I'll probably have another set of Stacyisms. <laughs> Ten years from now, married to the same man, I'll have another set of Stacyisms. Twenty years from now, you understand what I'm saying? I'll be growing. I'll be growing. So it's our acknowledgement that uh, part of it that will help us is understanding that perhaps we're not as grown in some areas as we think, and maybe that's why we have to wait. The son, as I said, asked for something that actually belonged to him and would be given to him in the time that was right, the order uh, for the release. Let's look at uh, verse 13. So he asked of the father for his portion. The father complies and gives it to him. And verse 13 says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Isn't this something? Because even when you're young, you say stuff like, I can't wait till I get out my mama's house. <laughs> I can't wait until I'm grown and I can do the things I want to do. This, this that we're talking about today is a challenge to go back to the father's house. Because the truth is, sometimes things lead us away, sometimes decisions lead us away from the place, the core, where we are growing, where, we, where our lives are being transformed. Decisions, the elements of the world, wrong thinking, they pull us away from what we know. In the scripture it says, he went, when he got uh, what he asked for, he went to a far country. Now, that's kind of scary. You got as far away as you could. That's a little scary to me. Because you don't have the same privileges from country to country. And you sure don't have them. If you're a U.S. citizen and you're going some, somewhere that doesn't have diplomatic ties to the U.S., you sure ain't got. Because they might not have an embassy you can go to. Oh, y'all y'all playing. Y'all playing. Yeah, the first thing I ask them when I go is, where is the U.S. embassy? I know y'all said about this hotel. I'm going, where is the embassy? <laughs> I need to know where I need to go. 
and call just in case. I'm just saying. But so from country to country, the privileges, the rights are not the same. So say for instance, like Taiwan does not have a diplomatic alliance with the US. So there's no embassy in Taiwan. You go over there and cut the fool if you want to. <laughs> They're gonna lock your behind up and they ain't gonna tell nobody. So he stepped away from his country, went to a far country with a different set of rules and standards and system. In some, some uh, uh, commentary about this passage says this was pagan land where there is no order. You know what I'm saying? There is no standard. And that's what happens to us when we step away from what we know to be the truth. And the challenge to us today is to either stay in the Father's house or return. <laughs> Get back to what you know. Let's keep reading. Verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Now, this is interesting to me because when he started, when we started talking about this, he obviously had a desire. And this particular desire, we'll say, is a desire that's not God-centered because there are God-centered desires. Otherwise, the Bible wouldn't say, you know, that he will give you the desires of your heart. Those are the ones that are God-centered. But it's interesting that he started with wanting something. He then spent it all, and he's still back to wanting something. Because there's a satisfaction that only comes from being connected to God. That it doesn't matter how much money you have, how many things you have, how many connections you have, the different types of relationships, maybe the cars you drive, those things will still leave you empty if there's no true connection with the source of all truth. So he finds himself in want. Wow. And the Father is saying to us this morning, I'm the one who can satisfy the longing in your heart, the desire in the deep places within you. No amount of money is going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I love Maceo, like I love him a lot. But he can never do what God, I ain't being spiritual, I'm just telling you the truth. If I go in there wanting him to be God, we're gonna have a problem in a minute, cause he's gonna fall short that day. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That day, not in the years to come. He'll never be God. I can't have that kind of expectation. Amen? Let's keep moving. Ungodly desires always leave you empty. I read this and it, it stuck with me. It says, sin always costs more than you intended to pay. It always takes you farther than you intended to go. And it always keep you, keeps you longer than you intended to stay. Always. 
costs more than you intended to pay, always takes you farther than you intended to go, always keeps you longer than you intended to stay. And so now he gets out and he spends all the money and now there's a famine. What if the day he left the father's house was the day the father was going to teach on how to manage your money in crisis? And he left that day. What if, what if the father was going to give him a whole little cash flow plan? This is what you do. This is how you budget. This is how you prepare. This is how you live through a famine. And that was the day he walked away from the father's house. Sometimes we just move too quick. This ain't moving the way I think it ought to go, God. I'm thinking I should step on over here. Don't you think? I'm really feeling like, you know. Come back to the Father's house. Or if you're here, stay. Until it's time. Verse 15. Are you guys getting anything out of this? What if all y'all just yell back, no? Are y'all getting No, ma'am, we're not. <laughs> it's okay to laugh in church. God is still here. <laughs> Verse 15. <laughs> Verse 15. And he went and joined himself. So now he spent all of his money, right? And there comes the famine. And now the scripture says he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. This is so dangerous, so dangerous. And I'm not preaching this to scare you, but it is to make you consider. <laughs> consider some things. It says, he joined himself to a citizen of that country. Foreign alliances are easy to make away from the father's house. See, if you're inside the house, the house has the protections. Remember, the rights, the privileges within that country. In this house, this is y'all's church is called Kingdom Living. So you are governed by kingdom principles, right? All right, so there are certain things that are set up in place for your protection. So can't nobody just come in here and then try to just tell you something opposite of what you have been taught and what is your standard of belief? Because there's a protection that comes with that. So now he's stepped outside of the father's house, and the scripture says that now he's formed an alliance with a foreigner. And now he's feeding Swine? The Jews weren't even allowed to touch pigs. That's like some of, some, some of us who try our hand at things in another country, and I mean like clubbing and stuff like that. You don't even look right in there. <laughs> you don't even have the right clothes. You know they got club clothes. You don't look right. You don't even cuss right. <laughs> Trying to form an alliance with the foreigner. When you're a kingdom citizen. Just look off. <laughs> oh, y'all know I'm telling the truth. 
Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I know this was the word for the Lord because I do understand a couple of things about uh, just just a couple of things just from knowing Courtney and uh, and and Pastor Dwayne. I I knew that they have a, it's almost like a magnet on them for young adults. So I know some of our challenges. Well, how did I kind of put myself in the young adult? <laughs> hey. Yes, I ain't 40 yet, girl. <laughs> Our challenges. <laughs> and some of the things that pull on, pull on you, you know? And God is saying, let go of all of those alliances. Come out of agreement with that. Get back into the place where you should be so that you can be fruitful so that your life can have impact, make impact in the earth. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 16. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk and the swine, uh, that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Deliverance starts, you need to know this, that deliverance can start for you at the moment you remember. At the moment that you remember your God. At the moment that you take a moment to say, wait, 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 what am I doing? What am I doing? This is not my life. This is not what I've been taught. This is a contradiction to the scripture. This is violating my spirit. I feel it. What am I doing? The moment you remember, that's the gateway. That's the opening for your deliverance. Sometimes you just need to stop and think about it. What seems like a good, de good decision today could be a bad decision for your life. Yeah. When he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, my Lord, and will say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Isn't it something how when we have stepped away from what we know, we automatically disqualify ourselves from the position we were born into? I'm going to go back but I'm going to demote myself. That don't even make any sense. My mother, for, for life, I'm her daughter. Forever, I'm her daughter. I don't go back and say, oh, mom, you know, I messed up. Don't call me daughter no more. Mm -mm. I'd be like, mom, I messed up. I'm going to need some help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's what we do, and I think it's a trick of the enemy. When, when Jesus is saying, just come, come to me, I can help you with the thing. I've got grace for the thing that you have battled with. And I've got grace. My grace is sufficient enough so that you can finish strong. I'm not afraid of your issue or your thing. I'm not afraid of the way that you think or the thing that you did yesterday. I can handle that because my grace can help you not to do it tomorrow. Yes. Hallelujah. I will arise and go to my father, verse 18, and will say unto him, Father, I've sinned against you in heaven before thee, and no, no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. And he arose and came <laughs> to his father. 
even when I think about my own life, I share a lot of my testimony um, because I've been one of those persons. Um, I was more so like the elder son. I hope I'm able to get into that in that I was serving in the house and serving in the house and, and doing what I knew to do and all that. But then I had a little bit of the younger son too. That, that sounds like some bipolar, don't that sound? Split personality. Because <laughs> I was doing the things that I knew to do, but then I was doing some of the other stuff I wanted to do. And I thank God for his grace that pulled me back, helped me to remember so that I can get back to the Father's house and the place where I knew I was supposed to be. I was one of the people that didn't look right. I couldn't cuss good. I tried. Then my words, they, they never had the impact of someone else saying it. You know, like they just rattle it off and it'd be like, and mine just came off like, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> didn't fit it didn't fit but part of part of my story and my testimony is that you know I like I said I grew up in the church and I was one of those people that was holding the mic and at one season in my life they called me minister Stacy and I was so bound I was telling them, I tried, now this is what I did try to, I tried to sit myself down one time. I went to them, I said, I need to sit down. I just need to sit down. I got a lot going on. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's bad. I've got issues. No, Stacey, you know, you'll be, that's what they told me. You'll be, I'm like, now something ain't right. <laughs> ain't right, I need to sit my behind down somewhere and get healed. Still, still a daughter. You know what I'm saying? But I just need somebody to help me heal. And thank the Lord I got to a place where I could. Because I prayed a lot during that season. I don't know why I'm sharing this. But during that season, I prayed a lot that God would cover people. Because I knew I was messed up. I was like, for all I know, I could be leading worship and I could be spitting out on people uh, insecurities. Or I don't know what. I'm. I, God, just cover your people. I prayed that a lot. And I think God honored it because of my heart. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Let's keep moving. We're almost done here. We're almost done. Wow. Verse 20. This is the beautiful part uh, just about the awesome display of the love of God that transforms us forever when we embrace it. He arose and came to his father, verse 20. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. My Lord. The father doesn't even address the sin. If he's addressing it, he's addressing it through his display of love. I found this even with people. Folks know they got issues. They don't need you to tell them. They already know. But it's something about loving a person through that transforms them. It's your, it's your, your decision to say, I see who you really are, not what you did. 
he saw his son coming back. Not the one that was trying to feed the, the pigs. He was grateful that the son was coming back and he loved on him. Wow. And who are we to judge people and to say, you should be indicted for this and this and this? When if the truth be told, there's some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Man. And the son said unto him, Father, I have said, here he goes. There he goes. I'm confessing again and demoting myself. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither. That's the nature of our God. The nature of our God is a giver. The nature of our God is love. That's just who he is. Can't you see this picture of your God loving you back into wholeness? And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry the day you made the decision for Jesus saying I'm going to give my life to the Lord can you imagine this kind of celebration happening at your decision but then while you were far off God saw you coming through kingdom living doors this is the day, this is the day, this is the day my daughter returns, this is the day my son returns. Oh my God. For this my son was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music. And this, this is what's interesting to me about this elder son. So if an elder son gets a little agitated, and rightfully so, I suppose, you know, if you've been doing the right thing, this, this joker right here doing whatever he want to do, and now y'all throwing a party. <laughs> well, can somebody throw a party because I've been doing the right thing? <laughs> so rightfully so, I guess I understand. I understand. But, do, but, 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 but this is the thing I, wanna, I want to challenge us in, those of us that's doing the right things, the elder folks, the folks that's been in church, and you pay your tithes, and you give your offering, and you show up on for services, and you serve, and you just give with all your might, and you drive the church van, and you put out the... <laughs> You're that guy. You can't confuse obligation and obedience, because obedience... Obedience, come on. See, folk will do things out of a sense of false obligation. And then get mad when you don't throw a party. Because the things that I do, I do as unto the Lord. It's my worship unto God. Right? So my reward is from the Father. It may not come through people, may or may not. But what if God doesn't, doesn't pat you on the back or doesn't surprise you that day? 
will you still do the things that you've been doing? Is it from your heart or is it just out of this false sense of obligation? Is it just your obedience to God, which is your reasonable service? So to those of us that are the elder sons and we do the right things, and then we kind of turn our nose up at people when they're five minutes late for church. <laughs> Y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we do. Mm -hmm. Check it. Make sure it's obedience to God and not just a false sense of obligation. Because then that, that thing right there gets weird too. Because you're doing your thing. And so say it's your Sunday to work with the children. And you're doing your little thing, and you, somebody look over there, and you just picking the children up, just a little heavy-handed, <laughs> grabbing folks. <laughs> well, now, do we really want that in God's house? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> just mean. But you're doing it. And you're serving. And you're giving to God. And we don't want that. And I don't think God wants it either. <laughs> so then the father has to, this is what he has to do. He's got to pull, he tells him to come in. He got to go outside and get the other one. He got to come on out and deal with when we're supposed to be the mature ones. You need a meeting too? <laughs> At some point, at some point, we grow to a place that we don't need meetings that often. Right? You have been with Kingdom Living from the beginning. You still need meetings every week? You don't need no meeting every week. We're not doing no meetings every week. Oh, I'm talking better than y'all saying amen up in here. At some point. We're elder, not just because of age, but because we have grown and we have matured. And what we needed when we first got here, we don't need that no more. Now we're the people that they call on and say, can you counsel so-and-so? Can you go pick up so-and-so? Mm -hmm. your, your obedience has grown you up. Your obligation has left you immature, but you just got older. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other thing. So the father's having to go out and have a little conference with the elder son about why we're rejoicing because we thought your brother was dead and he's back. I'm having a conference with you to give you some understanding and to, th and to thank you for staying where you're supposed to be. And he does it. He does it. Man, God help us. God help us who know the word, who've been feeding off this kind of word for the time that you've been feeding off this kind of word. Y'all know P.D. a walking theologian? <laughs> He's like, look, walking concordance. The last time I was preaching here, I said, P.D., what is the scripture? 
Pull that back, because you know you know. Oh my God, he's like John the Baptist. <laughs> no, he really is. <laughs> oh my God. But I love, I love that so I know the kind of teaching, the kind of word you're getting. You don't get that and not grow. That's, and it's, if you're not growing, it's because you're choosing not to grow. Because you haven't allowed your heart to be good ground. Because that kind of word being fed into you week upon week, transformation has to happen because the word works. Amen? Amen. I'm closing here. I'm going to read these last two here. 29. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends and give me a party. But as soon as this thy son was come, sometimes you got to let people say it out loud. That's not how crazy that sounds. But as soon as our, son, our brother, my brother, who we thought was dead, comes back, then you get all excited. Doesn't that sound crazy? As soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, wow, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. His inheritance was still there was still there. The Bible says he divided it amongst them. He didn't give the son, the elder son's portion. His was still there. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thou brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. My challenge to all of us this morning is if you're in the Father's house and you are connected, and what I mean by that, that I think it has probably uh, a twofold meaning. One, if you are in the kingdom of God, you're in the body of Christ, you stay in the body of Christ. What is there outside of this? Where is there to go but here? If you're in this body, and this is the place that the Lord has called you to, you stay here. Because this is, the, this is the soil that will feed you and where you'll grow. And if you've been tipping out of the Father's house and thinking that nobody see you, the Lord found you today. He said, a little short lady from North Carolina to just say, uh-huh, we see you. God sees you. He said, come on back. See, this is what I love about God. The Father has marked us. He has branded us. That's why we can't go, we go, we can't stay too long. We have to find our way right back here. This big old mark. It's a seal on our heart. And I'm glad about it because it reminds me of the love that God has towards me. Even in things, you know, I found even in things, in simple things, you know, like Mace, this fellow that I'm marrying, he is such a patient man. He's real, really, like, really patient. Uh, with me, that is. Because <laughs> I've seen him being patient with other things. He's really patient with me. Like, he doesn't get ruffled, ruffled much. He's just kind of, you know, even kill fella. 
I'm impatient. But I found this is what the Lord is challenging me in. It's all of the areas he wants me to look like him, act like him, think like him. I am to mirror the brilliance of my father. And so he comes and he challenges even that. Say, so you're being impatient right now. You're being impatient right now. You're being impatient right now. Because I'm Mark. There's something in here that says I have the DNA of my father. And God don't act like that. Y'all hear me? And so for all of us, for all of us, whether you're the youngest son at times, whether you're split personality and you're the elder son at other times, I've been there. Wherever the word has found you today, and the word of the Lord is to come back to the father's house. If you're the elder son, stay in the father's house. Amen. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. I'm going to do a little quiz and make sure y'all was paying attention. PD, I love you. I love you. Can I pray a prayer blessing over your church? I, um, like I said, I was just grinning because look what God has done. What? When, when uh, Pastor, Pastor Wright and Courtney were talking about what the Lord has shared with them to do, from day one meeting him, he just has that kind of heart. He has a heart for God and a heart for God's people. And that's the kind of pastor you want. Because it's kind of a contradiction if you don't like people in your pastor church. Yeah. <laughs> you be surprised. <laughs> How you gonna not like people in your pastor church? That don't go. Um, but when they said, you know, the Lord had laid upon their heart, I could totally see that. But even, even with what they have endured in prayer and the things that they have laid out before the Lord and things that they probably just don't share because it's not necessary uh, to share openly, I know that heaven is smiling because I'm just this mortal and I could not stop smiling when I walked in here. And I just know that God is so proud of the work that you, you guys are doing and your commitment to this area. Even when things look a little different from what you saw. And I, and I sense in my heart that you are, um, and it's nothing really deep or weighty, but just I think just a reminder for you to keep the main thing the main thing. What the Lord showed you first even when other things don't look like they're lining up with that, always go back to that paper. Go back to that and reflect on it. And I believe that it's like it's going to be an infusion of strength come upon you every time. And even as the Lord will give you new strategies, it's still going to come back to that paper. It's going to come back to that paper. It's just like even when the Lord releases prophetic utterance, it will never contradict the scripture. And so what he has downloaded to you guys, it's not going to violate what's on the paper. Because that's what that, that was your download. That's where vision started. Even as it expands and as it grows. And so I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over your church. Um, there was such a purity... Uh, and in, in, in the presence of the Lord hovering over us, Courtney, as you were leading worship. And 
uh, it was almost like the sound of people just worshiping on their own. I could hear, you know, behind me. That culture of worship that you are cultivating, that is becoming the nature of this church, it's going to be a model. And I remember telling you this years ago. I don't remember half the stuff, but I do remember saying this about God would use you in creating curriculum and modeling. And it's the same thing. I know you, feel, you may feel like, you know, we're just beginning and we're, we're gleaning from other places and, and ministries and, and teachings and things like that. But there is something that is unique to kingdom. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something that's unique to kingdom living ministries that is going to, it's going to like form a little model that you will be able to share. So when you're a startup ministry and things that you guys learned and hiccups that you had and things you figured like, oh, that probably ain't the way we're going to do it. But this is what the Lord has instructed us to do. Little things that you will share with people. It will save them time and money. And it's crazy how God will use us in that way. He'll use us in that way. And we'll say, well, Lord, why did I have to go down three streets? When Now you got me putting this in a book and they don't even have to go. But you had, you had the stamina and the ability and the capacity to do it. And God will use you as a bridge. So people can walk over. Good Lord, have mercy. That don't always feel good, though. Being the bridge don't always feel good. Being the bridge don't always feel good. But the blessing of the Lord is, is upon you. And I think I remember this from the first time I was here about finances. I do believe it. I do believe it. You guys, there's a grace upon you. Y'all hear me good now. Y'all hear me good. There's a grace upon you guys for wealth. And now y'all know I don't do churches. Just something to, I ain't trying to evoke any emotion out of nobody, nowhere. But there is a grace upon you guys for wealth. You are never going to want that. Never gonna. You guys will testify. Oh my God. You guys will testify this. I'm, I'm so sure of this, like I know my middle name. You guys will testify that it was when we decided to do what the Lord had told us to, we started to live our best years financially doing less and bringing in more and there's going to be a, a, a greater grace a greater grace to come upon upon you for some specific things I don't know I don't know how many it is I don't know I, I kind of sense it's three or four somewhere in there some specific things that like things that the Lord has downloaded to you. They're unique things. There's going to be a grace upon you for you to develop those. And you'll know the time and to release them. You'll know when we should put this one out. And, but they're very unique ideas that God has given to you guys. And I just pray, I pray the blessing of the Lord over you, over your family, over mom, over this ministry, that you be fruitful. That you multiply, that you replenish, that you subdue, and have dominion. That you be fruitful. 
that you multiply. That's for these people. That's for your impact in this area. Fruitfulness. That you multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. That's over your money that it be fruitful. Multiplies, replenishes, subdues, and have dominion. That's even over your vision that it be fruitful. That it multiplies, replenishes, subdues, and has dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, as, as these people, these great, precious people that you have called to this church, as they submit, Lord God, to you in this church, that you would allow there to be transformation in their lives. And the testimonies will begin to flow, God, of what you're doing. As you have what you have put in the head and those that lead them, let it flow into the body. Lord, as they gain greater understanding of your word and as they commit to apply what they have been taught, they will see the word of the Lord transform their lives. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord, even over people that will come into this church, folks that will come off the street, people that are unchurched, they don't know anything about Jesus. I thank you right now for the spirit of an evangelist hitting these people that are members of this church, that they go out, they have a desire and a passion to share about Jesus with other people, and that they would pull them, pull them, they would, there would be a pull, Lord God, to bring these people on into the kingdom of God. And we thank you that you have given, you have given Pastor Dwayne the knowledge, the passion, and the love to teach them and raise them up in the name of Jesus. And even the sons, Lord, I, mm, and even the young men that you will allow to connect with Pastor Dwayne, he will pour into them, they will receive they will grow, they will mature, and they will raise up others in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be it unto this church, Lord, according to your word, I pray. Thank you that there never be any lack, an abundance of resources, even by way of people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I pray for this fella? Uh, PD, is that okay? Um, you right there with that blue tie. Hey, Tyrese. You, but you in the blue tie. You the one with the blue tie. You the scripture guy, scripture guy, you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that's just Tyree sitting next to you, but I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I have this weird little knack to kind of go in and out. Very sorry about that. Yes, what's your name? Alan. Alan? Alan? I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to share this then. <laughs> Yes, let me, I'm just going to touch you right here. But I believe there's a great call of God on your life, not that you need me to confirm it. Um, but I do believe that it's directly connected to Pastor Dwayne and the pouring uh, that he is uh, obviously doing and will continue to do in your life. And I thank you. I think that God is going to open, open, up, open you up even more. There's some places that you will trust him to go with you, and it's going to grow you up, like, fast. As you open up more and as you share more, he's going to pour from his heart, and you're going to see areas of your life transform. And even places within you, like I said, how we all have 
where we're like grown right here, and then we got certain little areas where we're like novices, you know? And I see that for you, but as you open up, he's gonna pour, and those areas are gonna start to grow, and it's gonna be like you're gonna just start welling up, like an oak tree, just growing, growing. Oak trees have deep roots in the ground. That's what I see. You're not gonna be like one of these fly-by-night people that have a call of God, and then like five years later, you're like, oh, what happened to, mm-mm. Your roots are gonna go way deep, and you're gonna have stamina. And the kingdom of God's gonna use you. I really, really believe that. But he's gonna pour. You're gonna receive. And even there's, can you come and embrace him? Even there's, um, there is something uh, by way of a father you're gonna receive too. Because P.D. has that kind of heart. He just loves with no, he don't have, I ain't never seen nobody quite like this. He's really close to Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, Lord, for real. He, I mean, he know Jesus. But there's, there's, I'm telling you, and it's not, it's not manipulative or anything like that. You can trust him. You can trust him, and it's going to be good for you. How old are you? Wow. I'm glad I know you. <laughs> yes. You Will you guys pray with me for Alan? Yes. Lord, we thank you for this mighty man of God. Thank you for the calling of God on his life. Thank you for his tender heart towards the things of you. Thank you for him being submitted, Father, to you and just loving his church and his pastor, Lord. I thank you for how you're going to grow him up in the things of the Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that he will be a great teacher of the Word, that you will give him insight, Lord, into the Scripture. There will be revelation knowledge that will come as he opens the pages, Father. And the things that you will download to him, you will even give him, Lord, it's like it will just come off. They will come off with great, great, great understanding. And he'll be able to regurgitate it to other people in a way that they get it. I thank you, Lord, for the impact that he's going to have even for his generation, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that he's not afraid. He's bold. He's bold. He's bold. He's bold. He's bold. He's not afraid of their faces, and they will come into the kingdom. Oh, yes, they will. Oh, yes, they will. Even your family, they will come into the kingdom. They're going to walk up right before God. You're going to lead the way. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the day you saved this one. Thank you for the day you kept this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for redeeming him, Lord, from the hand of the enemy. Thank you for sparing his life, Lord Jesus. Thank you for transforming the way that he thinks, God. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Cover him and protect him in Jesus' name. Cover him and protect him in Jesus' name. Keep this one, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Nice to meet you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We do thank you. Thank you for loving us, being so kind to us. Thank you, Father. We do give your name glory and honor, Father. Thank you for the word that you spoke today, Father. 
We receive it, Father. We obey it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We receive our identity from you. Oh, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We glorify you. At this time, we're going to receive the Lord's Supper. We do this in remembrance of the Lord every single Sunday. Um, some churches do every first Sunday, um, but we do it every Sunday. If you're a believer in Christ, you have a right to this. If you're not saved, this does not belong to you, okay? So we ask that you not partake of it if you're not born again. But if you are, please do so. As we remember what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, how God sent his son to satisfy his own wrath. Father, we do thank you. Hallelujah. this time let's receive what is representing the body that was broken for us this body was broken for us in remembrance we do partake of this in remembering that his body was torn that we may be healed that we may have a relationship with the father so let us eat in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit in the name of jesus let us partake of this in remembrance of the death of christ Let's remember the blood that was shed for our sins. For the Bible says where there is no shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so we remember that the blood that was shed for our sins, let us drink in the name of Jesus. And Father, we do thank you. We rejoice in the fact that Christ died for us. For the power of the cross is in the blood of Jesus. And Father, we rejoice in that this morning. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We glorify you, Father. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you. We thank you for the shed blood of Jesus, the body of Christ. Father, I thank you for that by his stripes we are healed. We're, healed. we're the healed of the Lord. And we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What an honor it is to remember what you have done for us. Thank you, Father. He said, as often as we do this, do this in remembrance of your death until you come and we remember, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Good morning again, everybody. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for coming out today um, to be with us, um, to fellowship with us in worship. Um, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so please feel free to come again. This is to our guests and friends. If you are a first-time guest, we have something special for you today. You see this beautiful image here on um, the wall. This is uh, a magnet, a refrigerator magnet or whatever you want to put it on. There's a magnet with this image on it. Um, Nadira's holding it in the back. That's just for you. We have some other gifts for you, but you can't get it without giving us something first. Yes, we want your information. There is a card back there. If you would just fill it out, you don't have to give us everything and tell us everything about you, but we would like to stay in touch with you and let you know what's going on here at Kingdom Living. So please, give us that and you'll get your goodies, okay? You'll notice on your magnet that it says that we meet here 
for Bible study on Wednesday nights at 7. That is no longer the case. So just want to make sure um, that you're reminded, even though your beautiful magnet will say, come on Wednesday. Don't do that. We won't be here. Okay? <laughs> but um, at least not right now. So we'll keep you posted. Um, we are reading the church. I mean, we're reading the Bible as a church family. Amen. And um, church, Kingdom Living, you can give it up for the Bible reading plan. Amen. <laughs> Um, we are getting we are we are getting to a place where we're knowing God more and more through His Word, and we invite you to join us. Um, whether we see you every week or not, there is a Bible reading plan for you at KingdomLivingNJ.org/backslash/reading-plans. So let's read the Word together. Whether you're here with us in person or if you're just fellowshipping with us over the Word, let's let's stay connected. Um, we also have printed out um, versions of one of the Bible plans that's online here. If you're not, you know technically savvy or you don't have an internet connection, feel free to take one of those with you today as well. Um, attention leaders, P3 is back. Give it up for P3. Um, so next Sunday, August 25th, immediate af immediately after service, we'll resume um, our P3. That's prayer planning and prepar uh, preparation. Amen. All right. Um, today, Sunday, August 18th, this is where we get into our community announcements because we're here in Willingboro and we believe this is important. See, so what had happened was we had planned to be out there at this jazz festival that's going on right over here at Mill Creek Park, but it's going to rain today, I think, so we won't be there. However... We encourage you to go and fellowship with the jazz lovers in Mill Creek Park. <laughs> They're going to be there until 9 o'clock tonight, and it's going to be a good time. So the young and the strong who aren't worried about getting wet, go on out there and have a good time. Um, Dougie Fresh will be there for the old school hip-hop heads. Um, Roy Ayers is going to be there and some other talented jazz musicians. We love jazz. We support the music festival um, that started and goes on every year right here in Willingboro. This is the 30th anniversary. So if you can support them, go. You may see us later. You probably won't if it rains. Okay. Um, next Saturday, on the 24th, um, the first annual Willingboro Town Center Day. There's some good things happening in Willingboro. Amen. Um, so we're excited to um, go and be a part of that. There'll be food, music, sidewalk sales, face painting, a dunk tank. Come on, PD, you gonna get wet? <laughs> Moon bounce, interactive games, a tiny tot tent so you can um, join Destin right over there and more. So if you're one of those people that aren't going to D.C. for um, what's happening on, um, in, in the Capitol with the Martin Luther King Memorial, stay here, come to Willingboro, and have some fun with us at the Willingboro Town Center Day. It's at Route 130 and Levitt Parkway right here in Willingboro. Last but not least, if you're interested in church membership here at Kingdom Living, we have applications available. You can fill those out. You can also talk to Pastor Dwayne after service. We want to talk to you so you can learn more about us and so that we can learn more about you. Um, but most importantly, if you are interested in becoming a member of the Church of the Living God and you want to know more about salvation, Come and talk to one of us. Talk to PD. We would love to talk to you about this wonderful relationship that only comes through Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. And um, finally, we do things a little differently here at Kingdom Living. Okay? So normally, you know, church you go to, you've seen them pass the plate or take up a formal offering. 
We don't do that here, but we invite you to complete your worship experience by giving because a worship experience isn't complete without giving something, whether it's money or whatever it is that you're giving to the Lord. If you want to worship the Lord with substance, um, there's an opportunity for you to do so um, following service. Um, we have a friendly reminder that pastoral gifts are given the last Sunday of each month for anyone who wants to participate in that. Today, we're asking everyone to participate as we give a love gift to Stacy Joseph for the word that she spoke today, for the service that she rendered. We just want to be a blessing to her. We're going to give her something anyway from the church. Be a part of that and join us if you so desire, okay? But that's how we do it. See those bright green buckets right there? We call that the worship station. Right now, that is the worship station, all right? Govern yourselves accordingly and serve the Lord with a cheerful heart, okay? So that's all I have for now. I'm going to invite my husband to come back up. I'm sorry. Product. Oh, Oh, and I don't want to forget, you see this table that's going up in the corner back here? Um, she didn't do um, any of it today outside of worship when she was fellowshipping with us, but this woman here is an anointed psalmist singer. She has a new project um, that's out, and I invite everyone who can to support her ministry by buying a CD. Do you have the prayer CD as well? Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't come out with the prayer CD. Don't come out without it, huh? Okay, there are three. Let me tell you about this prayer project. This prayer project, if you're ever here early and you hear, uh, you're here with us while we're setting up, because, you know, I don't know if you noticed or not, but we actually set up every week. This isn't our place, you know, yet. But we set up every morning to um, what God has given you in that prayer project. We love it. We, you know, so if you've ever heard it and wanted to know what that was, that's Stacy Joseph. There are three in the building. Actually, there are two because one is accounted for. Okay, there's two. Okay, so there's one more. So you need to get back there to that table and get that last one. But there's also I Believe. Somebody say I Believe. That's Stacy's latest project, and it is a blessing. You want to make sure that you leave here with that. So do you have your books with you? She sold out of her books. She sold out of, ain't God good? Amen. All right. So make sure you get a CD before you leave if you're interested. Make sure that, um, you know, every, all the things that we've talked about, that you govern yourselves accordingly. I'm going to invite um, my husband, my best friend, the pastor of this house, to come forward. Um, it's good to be here. Um, also, um, we want to recognize, um, our, well, should we do that? A couple that we just married. Uh, join, join the Senate. The Browns. The Browns. Meet the Browns. Meet the Browns. <laughs> we uh, we spent ten hours with this couple, um, counseling, premarital counseling, and the Lord joined them together as husband and wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, also, Stacy, could you sing one song? Um, Cleve, you you practice right a song. <laughs> I'll put <laughs> that list I sent you. <laughs> we got Arnell here. Pastor Arnell, we recognize Pastor Arnell, the one and only. <laughs> Pastor Arnell Thompson, Minden Hearts Community Worship Center in Florence, New Jersey. Thank you so much Thank for, you for coming. Um, is there a Oh, it's no problem. 
Oh, yeah, I do. Because this is a track, right? Yep. Okay, they're going to get that track going, and I'll do something from I Believe. <laughs> 